0: To the batman book club a podcast that explores the dark knight library i'm your host ryan lauer you can follow the batman book club on twitter at the batman bc you can also email for questions or comments concerns recommendations or anything batman at all at the batman bc at gmail.com you can also follow me on twitter at lauer underscore ryan lauer spelled like lower now, before we dive into today's book, I want to introduce my guest, a massive Robin fan, not just Robin, but a Tim Drake super fan from Robin. Everyone loves the Drake podcast. It's Rob Myers. Greetings, Rob.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. It's been really cool following uh, the Twitter and seeing that uh, the Twitter, like we were just talking off mic, like <laughs> I talk good and I'm, I'm already <laughs> putting the word the in front of senses. You know, that thing that, that we all, the thing we complain on a lot, uh,
0: that words come out of mouth,
1: right. But, uh, that was really, you know, peek behind the curtain that I say on my show all the time, that this was an idea you had had for a while. And uh, we've been talking off and on about you wanting to start a podcast and was really mm-hmm. kind of curious what direction you were going to go. And then seeing this kind of, it was really neat to be like on the ground floor and just kind of see it get birthed, so to speak, uh online and they oh look there's a twitter feed like oh hey oh that's his show so uh thanks for having me on and it sounds like i'm following in some big footsteps here so uh i hope i deliver a good episode or it was like man rob you really crashed the plane on episode four <laughs> no, no, no.
0: no i mean i've never had anybody see me give birth before so i mean <laughs> you're you're pretty close but no it was uh Thank you for your all of your wisdom because I reached out to the podcast professionals that I know um, with zero humility and arrogance or ego and just, hey, man, I when I start it, I don't want it to sink fast. You have any advice, any opinions, anything at all. And so, yeah, you've been there right along telling me this, telling me that, and I've I listened to none of it. And so let's just see how this whole thing goes. Uh, That's no, awesome. Kidding. Uh, Yeah, it's been it's been great. And uh, tell us tell us a little bit for those that haven't listened. I'm not going to say that anybody actively doesn't listen. Right. (laughs) For people. What is uh, Robin? Everyone loves the Drake. I know it's kind of in the title, but expand. So the, the the show is
1: basically going through the 90s, early 2000s, Tim Drake, Robin comic book series. That's the 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 500 foot view. Uh, it actually started in the 89. Like so that's right. When I got into comics course of seeing Batman 89 and really getting headlong into comics. And there was this kid, the new Batman secret identity. And, you know, you're going down this rabbit hole because of Jason Todd's death. And I'm like, I like this kid. So I'll save that for a, a later discussion. Cause that is the hill. <laughs> I, built, I built my Robin church on, but um, it's looking at, all aspects of Tim Drake. I would say 90% of the show is the classic Chuck Dixon, mostly comic book 183 issues. And then we would kind of branch out and say, well, Hey, Tim Drake's in the Arkham Batman games." So there was some Arkham Arkham tie-in comics. We'd look at that. Maybe look at some video games, do a little young justice talk, which that paired into its second show. So it's really anything encompassing Tim Drake. And if I'd had, the lottery numbers way back when in calling the show The Drake, which is actually a reference to a Seinfeld episode, which is one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. And little did I know five years later that Tim Drake's superhero identity name would now be called The Drake. So the show is literally on the nose. Everyone loves The Drake, but I don't think everyone literally loves The Drake as a superhero name for him. But yes, that's the all things glorious that were the nineties, specifically to Robin, which really ties into some massive Batman stories that I'm assuming you will cover throughout this. Like you've got Nightfall, we're starting Contagion, we've got No Man's Land, uh Legacy, like all of these like war games is in there and the funny thing about the Robin book, the Robin book usually begins or ends those massive Batman stories. So yes, it's a Robin podcast all about Tim Drake, but there's a lot of Batman, a lot of Cassandra Kane, a lot of Nightwing. So being he's my favorite character, I get to play in this massive Batman sandbox as well. So that's the long answer for the show.
0: No, oh, awesome. I mean, I'm not very knowledgeable on Seinfeld. I've obviously seen episodes, but I know in listening to your into your intro for your podcast the first time. I was like, that's Jerry Seinfeld. That's Seinfeld. That's Seinfeld. How do I not know about the Drake? Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The Drake rears its head in talking about the Drake's coffee cakes in one episode, and a guy named the Drake, which is where the intro came from.
0: All right. And before we get started on the book for this episode, I like to ask everybody even though you're only like the fourth person. What's your favorite Batman story?
1: Favorite Batman story of all time will not be the book we're discussing is A Lonely Place of Dying. I always say that's my favorite Robin slash Batman story, but it is my favorite Batman story. I, the joke earlier was that's the house I built my robin church on to me it is my dark knight returns for robin fans when people say oh the dark knight returns and and i don't disagree with it at all when they're saying, oh this is what made me love batman this is why batman is so relevant the lonely place of dying is this is why robin is so relevant this is why robin is an integral part of the batman character and it underlines very well why Batman needs a Robin. So uh, I have multiple versions of this book. I even have a German printed version of the book. Um, I'm getting one uh, from the UK in a couple of weeks. That's the Eagle Moss bound books that is in this whole entire series. So it is one of those books along with Hush that I have multiple copies of just because it is my uh, favorite story and, going with hush my second favorite story would be uh hush but yeah the only place of dying
0: is as i said is is my rock for batman stories that might have been my first trade i ever ever received and it's even written on the inside It was from my uncle happy seventh birthday ryan nice i always remember reading that and it really surprised me that that was not your choice so why don't you tell us what you did choose
1: initially like we had I was talking about you know going to Ollie's and buying all of these trades for like two or three bucks or six dollars a crazy amount of trades that probably should have cost me the better part of six hundred dollars that I think I barely spent a hundred bucks on all these <laughs> so I think when we were first talking about it I was like there's some Englehart and rogers stuff or uh, carmine infantino rather that th- that would give me an excuse to open this book and start start reading some of it and and just Pick one to just be different because I know people are probably going to pick, you know, year one and, uh, you know, nightfall, Ryan Hoss, And, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, but I'm assuming. So my gut reaction was to do Lonely Place of Dying. But I'm like, yeah, that's maybe what somebody is expecting. And yeah. a little plug for my own show, we're doing the 80th anniversary of Robin all year long. So every other episode, we're inviting somebody on to come talk about their favorite Robin. It could be Carrie Kelly. It could be Damien or whoever. So while I was prepping for it, I saw the book is Batman and Son, and I hated I hated this book because what I actually bought – now i pick a book I hate. Uh, what I bought first were the action figures that w- were tie-ins to this book. So I've got Batman and then Robin and Damian. I didn't know who this kid was in the white and black outfit with Tim. And I was like, I don't, I don't care about this guy. I just want this Robin because he's got a, a badass cape. And so does Batman. And I thought, well, I'll go check it out. So I didn't really know anything about the book. And this was right when I had stopped – kind of collecting comics for a while. I was playing in some bar bands and clubs behind the drum kit or whatever. And I was starting to want to dip my toe back into comics again. So I bought this as a hardcover trade and just read the back of it. I thought, oh, Batman's got a son. In the back of my mind, I was like, don't tell me that they're going to phase Tim Drake out of the story. And once I read it, I was like, what a little SOB. I don't want to get into our (laughs) discussion so for the longest time i almost regretted buying this book so when the new 52 had arrived that was i was sorry i'm back into comics and i was reading the tomasi and gleason story and then i started going back and checking out grant morrison's batman and robin run and then reread this again and i was like holy crap this is actually really pretty good you know i was judging the book by its cover, like, oh, I'm going to buy these action figures and I'll get this book. And then I shelved it for about two years. And once I started revisiting it, I thought this would be pretty cool. And this might be something that somebody might not necessarily pick for your show and would be the complete opposite of what I normally talk about being Damien. And then yes, Tim is definitely in this
0: book, but, and it underlines some great things. So that's kind of why I chose this. So you surprised me with that. And I too have thoughts and words, but we can wait and uh, address them as we just jump into the conversation. So Batman and Son originally released in Batman 655 through 658, which I believe was, uh, see, there was different, looking it up online, there was Contradicting dates in yeah. which I saw of like September. It was in two thousand six in the back half of two thousand six. I know that for sure. Right. But one said it was in September. Was six fifty five, and then somewhere else I'd seen July. Yeah. I know that I go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say just reading the
1: back of the hardcover. It list just a blank date of two thousand six in here. So I think even while they were prepping the hardcover release of this book, they weren't giving the proper time for whatever reason.
0: So Batman and Son was actually the story that got me back into Batman comics, but not that I ever left, but just got me into regular, uh, Batman comics, like the monthlies, because up to that point, I'd only been working and earning my own money for like three years and I didn't have a comic shop anywhere near me at all. So I couldn't do the monthly thing. And by this time, when this came out, my, uh, family had gone on a vacation and my mom said that she just saw some Batman comics on one of the spin racks. Remember those?
1: Yeah. <laughs> spin racks
0: at the airport. And so she just grabbed. And fortunately, one of them was Batman 655. So it's like started me off chapter one of a new story. And they so, yeah, have I, I have them still in a long box. Nice. Um, I think she got me that one and the next one. And then she got me this awesome story in Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah, I think it's just three issues. Three issues. But yeah, so that got me regularly back into getting comics. So I can blame this all on my mom for the <laughs> amount of money I've spent for the past 15 years. Uh, so yeah, Batman and Son, it started off so it was refreshing for me because I didn't. Would you agree that there's kind of like nothing really before? Like, you don't need to be caught up on anything. No. You can and hop I'll... in.
1: Yeah, and I was just looking at the only technical thing you need to know is from 654 and I just looked on my comic app here, uh, CLZ, comic app, it's a wonderful app if you want to collect your comics. Anyway, <laughs> September 20... 20 geez, 2006. 2006, yes, 2006 <laughs> I can't talk. Um, there you go. Is the publication date for 655. But in 654, the only thing you really need to know, but they mention it in here, is that's the issue where Bruce officially adopts tim drake so you you go from that the writer changes grant morrison and then we're off to the races and that was the tail end of the one year later story that was going on in batman
0: Mm -hmm. uh i I should have mentioned that this is available uh through the dc universe app they've sold it in a hardcover version they sold it in a uh in a trade soft cover version they sold it as a I think they just call it Batman and Son, but Morrison's run, which started here up and right before Batman R.I.P., so there's multiple mm-hmm. versions as a way to read it and get it. Which version did you read?
1: Um, I've got it in the first uh, pressing of the uh, hardcover for Batman and Son. I, I bought it when it came out. I think it had been out a month or two at uh, B. Dalton Bookstores where I got mine, mm-hmm. and then for Christmas this year, right around before that. Amazon had a crazy sale on omnibuses, so I actually bought it again in the Grant Morrison uh, omnibus volume one, and it's the, of course, it's volume one, so it's, it's the very first story in here.
0: Mm-hmm. I read it through the DC Universe app, but I have gotcha. the original issues still in a long box, and of course, because uh, nerds need to buy the the single issues and then never read them again. Um, right, I just I didn't want to go digging. Yeah, and with it
1: being six fifty five, is actually kind of a pricey issue now. Uh, origin for actually uh, the next issue, sixty six will be the origin for Damien, but this one just since it's Grant Morrison's first run is still going for a, a pretty penny. So all the is more it? reason, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Am I sitting on a retirement?
1: <sighs> Not a retirement, but uh, <laughs> you could buy some nice stuff.
0: <laughs> hey. Uh, any anybody that's looking to buy you just let me know <laughs> I will sell 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 <laughs> you know what you're the guest why don't you summarize what's the story what is Batman and, and son so the overall
1: gist of the story is Bruce Wayne trying to figure out well how to be Bruce Wayne again because he's been Batman for so long and there's some comical sequences that we can get into it of he's almost let the bruce wayne persona just go by the wayside which is something kind of interesting if you had been reading the long run of batman stories up to now it's been almost solely batman yeah bruce wayne was always there but there wasn't like those classic 70s stories where you would have bruce wayne doing stuff being at a board meeting going on an adventure and oh bruce wayne's in this Situation: How is he going to get out of it so he can be Batman? So Morrison brought that back in. So while Bruce is trying to figure out that part of his life, he has just adopted Tim Drake as his ward. Tim has just lost his father and Connor can't like Tim's world's kind of crumbling and wants to give Tim some stability, which is the storyline previous. So we've got a new father and son dynamic in Bruce and Tim, while Talia's out in the wings wanting to get uh, Kirk Langstrom's Mambat serum, so she can really bring uh, the League of Assassins to full force with these army of Mambats that she wants to create, while also having Morrison loves to tie all these stories together. If you go clear back to Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, where he and Talia spent one night, surprise, she roofied him, which a lot of people don't like. We can get into that. And they have a child together that Bruce is going Mm -hmm. to meet for the very first time in here. He's a little SOB and Bruce is trying to figure out how he can reconcile his playboy persona that he wants to, or is being told he needs to keep up while trying to be a father to Tim and now trying to be a father to Damien and hold off a war against Talia. Is this even my kid? What's going on? And the, story uh is kind of left with damien who is he going to choose is he going to choose his father is he going to choose his mother so that's the overall uh plot of it and uh, i guess we can go from there
0: yeah so as we were saying of you don't this is a great jumping on point for readers and i guess you could say you could read batman son of the demon before but yeah, yet I... they they do a quick recap and just like a couple of panels that just kind of says no, there's a history, yeah. Bruce and or I guess he was Batman because he kept his coward on. Uh, right. Batman and Talia did hook up previously, so this does add up. That no, there is a chance that Bruce is the is the father here. It's not just some oh it's it's just a cuckoo bird at the end of the story. No, right. this is uh this could pan out. Yeah, I'm glad you brought
1: that up. I had. Just listened to another podcast recently that was talking about Son of the Demon and how Morrison like likes to pull just from all these different eras of Batman and puts it. it an R.I.P. is a good example of that mm-hmm. of saying all these things can happen and kind of lays out and pulls out the bits and pieces. You know, in the Son of Demon, Talia gives the baby to an orphanage and Bruce is led to think that the baby, the child, dies. And I don't think the child is ever actually named. If, I'm, if I no. remember that correctly. So Morsa kind of took those seeds of the idea and then turned it into this.
0: Yeah, so the art is by the legendary Andy Kubert. Mm, I love it. <laughs> Fabulous. And his opening pages, I mean, what a great way to start a story, I think, of just, I I, I enjoy to start a superhero story off whether it's a tv episode or a movie or a comic of like they're taking out one of the familiars you know Mm -hmm. one of their familiar bows if you will and that's exactly how this how this story starts off with a commissioner gordon laughing and falling off of a roof and then the next panel is the joker and you're like holy crap he's beaten he's beaten batman to hell with a a crowbar oh wait no he didn't because batman's got a gun that's weird (laughs) <laughs> and then shoots Joker in the face as another Batman is flying in behind. And it's like, what is going on? And so it's like a really strong starting point for this four-part story. And while you first read it, you have no idea why there's zur and R graffitied mm-hmm. any chance it can in there in the alleyways. Which we can come back to later. I think it is a strong start to the story, but doesn't have anything to do with what's to come in this four issue arc right and
1: this is one of the masterful things that morrison likes to do which reminds me a lot of chuck dixon is putting down a plot device that is not going to be used in the current story but six months from now is going to mind that well again and you're going to come back to that and go oh holy crap and it makes you jump back to a comic and going, holy crap, that was clear back in issue four, and we're at issue 35. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like, Morrison has the idea for the long game already built into his first part of his Batman run.
0: Yeah. And as we, this, it progresses, we get what you have already alluded to. He's trying to learn how to be, you know, a Bruce Wayne and Batman, that balance. As we get just some panels that just kind of sh- take us through his day, and he is a loner. Until enter your favorite character. That's right. Tim Drake. Everybody loves the Drake.
1: That's right. And I've always liked this version of Tim's costume. I mean, yeah, the purist in me says, Oh, the traditional, you know, red and green. But there's something cool about the black and red and yellow Mm -hmm. version of Tim Drake. It's more he's more grown up now, he's into his his next phase, so I and Kubert just draws an amazing Robin, of course, Batman,
0: and Alfred as well. But this is a really cool sequence. Mm-hmm. And then we get that the initial cause of Bruce going overseas. And what is it for? Oh, it's this big, rich person gathering. <laughs> Classic Bruce Wayne uh, right. storyline, plot, scene, you name it. But we're introduced to Kirk Langstrom. And I know I'm just kind of highlighting as I'm going through here because I want to get to the the main beats in like uh Great Alfred Bruce exchange. I think Morrison has a lot of really good dialogue and exchanges with characters. Mhm. Especially like in this in this first issue. Oh, and then I they agree. Get, and then they get to the action for Africa ev- events fundraiser and and Bruce is really hamming up his Bruce Wayne-ness. <laughs> I love which that. Which I enjoy, but it's always like semi uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But then, let me see here, is is this the first, no, we d- we did get early on after she, after Talia gets the uh, the serum, we see Damien's hand and then his outline. We still don't get a face full reveal, I guess, but I mean, they keep alluding to this damn kid, and I'm kind of, and this was, I was like, whatever, because don't <laughs> enter a kid into this, it's just not how it goes, this isn't right. how it goes. Batman, he has a kid now, legally, it's Tim Drake, Blah. And then that, the last page of the first issue is awesome, of all the, the ninja bats mm-hmm. uh, hanging upside down. Like, that... This is my... I think my favorite part of the whole... Of this story is the ninja bats. Like, something about that is just like, oh my gosh, I could probably never work in a movie, but, like, oh, visually... I and I think Kubert's art for it really strengthens it, that I just think, like, this is just fun comics, like a fun comic book
1: element. And I could totally see this being, and I was really disappointed. We kind of got to see it in the animated version of this, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't to the extent that it's used in the book. I mean, having a normal man bat creature is cool, but that they are ninja man man bats. (laughs) Like it sounds like it's something that should be totally uh, hokey and corny, but it just works so well. And when you have an artist like Andy Kubert doing it, you believe it right from the get-go and say, oh yeah, I really wish this was a thing. Like you said, it probably wouldn't work in, you know, Matt Reeves' The Batman Movie, but <laughs> c- come on, give me one inch of bat in the background and I'll be happy.
0: Oh my gosh. Looking back now, just because at the time my Batman comics knowledge is not what it is today. So I didn't know the Banana adventure I was heading on with Grant Morrison here <laughs> right. at this point, and but now looking at it, it's like well of course Grant Morrison made ninja bats a thing. <laughs> it's just and then like moving along we get introduced to the the lovely Jezebel Jet Bruce's mm-hmm. next squeeze if you will. We don't get a ton of this is just an introduction with her. Right, uh, we get some character moments in this four issue arc. She they ex. Band on her just a little bit i think through morrison's whole run but it's she can't be a vicky vale silver saint cloud or right. um julie madison like I, I just don't or selena kyle can't can't forget selena but yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't measure up i just don't think they give her too much to do you can totally disagree with me if you feel the same way no no i think she's
1: totally part. arm candy it's not till yeah Later, and even in R.I.P., I'm like, well, now you're starting to do something with the character, but he's been on this run for a while that I'm like, you kind of lost the steam with it, and initially she was just supposed to be the arm candy for Bruce Wayne, and we're going to give her a name, and doesn't mean anything, and I kept thinking the whole time, like all the other females that you listed, like I would have rather seen one of them in here, but yeah. with what happens to her later,
0: I'm kind of glad not, but still. Yeah, and... And for that, what happens later on, it's, it's almost just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. She just, they don't give her a lot to do so that no. ultimately her end reveal and whatnot isn't even that much of like a shock Cause it's, it just doesn't hold much weight to it. I don't think. And so knowing yeah. where the story ends, rereading the beginning, it's like, nah. So then we go into the second chapter, which is the action chapter and the ninja bats strike mm. At the, uh, the fundraiser, the event, and aside from the awesome art, of course, is I love how the art works hand-in-hand hand with, like, what's going on. So, there's a panel that Batman's punching one of the uh, ninja bats in the face, and behind it is art that says, ouch! And then... <laughs> yeah, I know. And, like, and then another one <laughs> just a little closer, and then there's, like... One of my favorite is, he says internally, looks like I nailed them all. And then there's a little panel on the back of another piece of art that says, "Look up in the sky." And there's another, you know, more ninja bats coming. I just think like that's just kind of fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just a fun way to get you through through this. Another like fun element.
1: And not doing the traditional panel grid layout. You've got panels that are tilted on their side a little bit, or they're kind of uh-huh. squished. Um, like where Batman's getting ready to leap down. This is the city has like creeps, I think is maybe what it says. Um, Character creeps or something like that. Batman's kind of blocking it, but the panel right above that is kind of squished and tilted on its side a little bit. Then you have other insert panels in there. So Hubert really uses, and we say this on our show a lot, a lot of fluidity in moving Mm -hmm. the, the story along and your eye just wants to kind of roam all around for a good reason to show all the chaos uh, that Batman yeah. is dealing with. So uh, yeah, I think that's see- what it,
0: de- it depicts really well is the chaos. And I think what helps with that is the pacing. And I think the pacing is spot on. And I'm, I'm huge on pacing uh, mm-hmm. given what's, you know, draw out the emotional beats, the longer beats, the dramatic beats. And then like the, these as like these pages here, it is chaotic and it's fast. And I think there's not a lot of dialogue that's bogging it down. You know, it's, in, like, there's different panels in the layouts. It just really makes your eyes hop from, like, boom, 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 flip, boom, 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 boom. And then looking and then going back and reading and then still hopping and then going back and looking at the art again and stuff like that. I think it's just – I I think it's perfectly laid out for what they were trying to accomplish in this chapter. Yeah, t- totally agree. And to where it ends and we find – well, it ends with Bruce getting – captured by these ninja bats taken down below where there's talia in which we get no it's not even multiple panels it's one panel that shows bruce naked but he keeps that cowl on damn it uh yeah flashback of son of the demon and then she leaves this kid with batman as she leaves in which he says, and we finally get like a full reveal of him Father, I imagined you taller. Taller. Yeah, I love that. So enter Damien for the next issue. Do we want to go through the story? Then I give you my thoughts on Damien? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's okay. do that. Let's save right. that till the end. Okay, so yeah. this next issue, in which I think it can be called Damien's a Dick, he <laughs> is taken into the Batcave. Batman kind of shows him, shows him around. He's what Tim, I think a good display of the respect Tim has and the disrespectful Damien is the reveal of this bat Batmobile. That's Bruce says when Tim in that first issue, Tim's going to reveal it. He's like, no, it's not ready. So Tim doesn't do it. Damien comes right right in, just whips it right off little bastard. (laughs) And he's trying to like, he's trying to fight and act out. And you just see like this kid's just, evil and then we get another introduction with dame or the introduction with damien and tim goes about as well as you'd expect it to right but it creates nice like emotional dramatic or drama between bruce and tim at this point because tim has just got adopted legally adopted by bruce and then here comes this other kid right now, tell like, me what the heck is going on so your, your love for Tim Drake at this point, when you first read the story, did you first read it right when it was coming out?
1: No, I, well, I read it when the the trade had come out. So okay. I was out of the continuity for a while, but as far as getting back in, I was as caught up with what was currently going on in the Robin comic book with this.
0: So it, it melted kind of right. Okay. So did this bother you being such a Tim Drake fan? Oh yeah. Damien exchange. Oh,
1: yeah. Easily like this is the polar opposite of I I don't know at the time if I thought he was going to become Robin or if it was like, oh, he's going to put on the Robin costume, which we'll get to that later. But I was like, some people mark this as the moment where DC starts forgetting about Tim Drake, like, oh, we've got this new character in here. Tim's taken a sidestep and that wouldn't happen for. For quite a while, but as a Tim fan, this was already like a slap in the face, like mm-hmm. the previous storyline with him getting adopted. I was like, "Cool, we've come full circle, and yeah. anytime you come full circle in a story, that's where the story takes a dramatic you know turn of events, so to speak. So I was shocked, but at the same time, I was like, "I should have seen this coming,
0: yeah, and it it was a bummer for me because of course tim drake's introduction was in early 90s 91 92
1: yeah he was 89 was his technical first appearance but he doesn't become
0: robin officially till uh 90 okay 90 so at this point he'd been robin 16 years right that's a good that's a good run but for me like my tim drake is robin i knew he was robin but i hadn't gotten my hands on much material so he was my Robin, but there's still a ton that I still need to get to. So for me to finally jump back into comics and it's already like this little kid's already trying to take the place. I was kind of like, get this little shit out of here. I'm over mm-hmm. him. I'm over him. And this whole issue, that's the point, I think, is to get that everybody is is th- feeling and thinking like I am. of Like, get this kid out of here. Right. And as we see, he and Tim have a nice little fight. But before that, you see that Damien, he went out. Well, we see Batman stop a bad guy, a relevant bad guy, like not a big deal, right. and Damien and Tim have a little encounter in the cave in which Damien tracked down that guy and whoosh, chopped off his head, and Tim has to tell him, this isn't what we do, that's not right, Damien doesn't see that that's an issue, because that's what he's been taught his whole life. Right. They have a, a little fight... Tim, being the bad guy, tries to help Damien, and Damien throws him off the T-Rex, which is, you know, <laughs> another day in Gotham, in which Bat- then we end the issue with Damien dressed up as Robin and meeting Batman on a rooftop. So now, things have escalated quite quickly. This little bastard is taken out Tim Drake. We knew he wasn't dead, but he was severely hurt. Right. And has dressed himself as the new Robin. This point, did you think, oh, Damien will be Robin Yeah, I like
1: the pit of my stomach, I'm like, all right, they're already telegraphing that. We've got a character, like you said, in Tim Drake, who has been Robin for 16 years in a very successful solo series, the only Robin to have his own solo series. So by this point, Chuck Dixon is gone. He was only around 100 issues. He would come back towards the tail end of the run. So I think Adam Beechin might have been writing this at the same time I kind of get my timelines confused here. But there was that part of me, like seeing him in Jason Todd's costume. First, I was like, you little shit. Uh, like that was like the sanctity for Tim Drake. If I don't do what Batman says and I don't watch what's going on, it's going to be my costume hanging up next. There was this aura about that costume that was sacred for like a lot of bat fans, around this time what that costume represented so to have Tim get kicked off the T-Rex crashing down on the costume I would almost imagine there was another panel of Damien going well I'm taking this and yeah. putting that costume on and like you, the question you asked I'm beating the rather bush is I wanted to say no they're not going to let him be Robin Tim, Tim will still be Robin so they played like a red herring for a long time but there were still many issues going on where tim drake is robin but in the back Mm -hmm. of my mind i was like when when does the shoe drop
0: yeah and and as we go into the next issue it just to me it felt like there's no repercussions for damien's for his actions you know like he fought tim and threw him off and dinosaur and took he beheaded this guy and he took like dressed up as the robin suit and then i mean understandably when Bruce has he goes back to the cave, takes him with him, saves Alfred, if you will, <laughs> right. who then is like gonna nurse uh Tim back to health, but then Bruce is taking Damien with him again on everything, but it just kind of seems like there's there's no repercussions for the the stuff that he just did, but yet he needs to go with Bruce because Bruce is the only one can, that can handle him right
1: like uh, he he knows he's too dangerous to be left obviously alone in the cave he outsmarted Alfred locked Alfred in the room where Bruce had locked Damien in and had taken out you know Robin which that shouldn't have been able to happen that's the getting cold cocked by somebody like he got Tim basically got sucker punched off a dinosaur so if this kid is that manipulative there's there's not the time for Bruce I was always looking at it like Morrison wrote this like oh we're gonna force this kid forward we're not even gonna address you Mm -hmm. know the white elephant in the room that hey this kid chopped somebody's head off. He beat your your new son for all that matter. Yeah. Your trusted butler locked in a room and did God knows what to, and you're gonna reward him by taking on a venture. Once you kind of start looking at it a little bit, at least for me, I'm like, he's got no choice. Like the end of the world could be at stake as far as Batman's concerned. And I gotta take this kid along because I can't be in two places at once to to babysit this kid. And if nothing else, maybe I can dump him back off on his mother.
0: Yep. And speaking of his mother, she's doing a classic stereotypical villain thing, taking over the world, going to make everybody into man bats. But we get some really awesome ninja bat coverage again. Batman stops, saves the day, and then Talia tries to talk him into this. Hey, we you know, join me. We can be a family. We can rule the world. All that good <laughs> stuff, and. Then I think Morrison finally displays a little bit of humanity in Damien. He seems like he does cave a little bit to his mom as she is about ready to blow up the submarine that they're supposed to escape on. It does blow up. We see Batman picking up Damien's hood as he's standing on shore and the submarine is is blown up. To all hopeful DC fans, you hope Damien blew up. You knew Talia didn't die, so therefore that little bastard's probably still alive. Right. End of Batman and Son. Now, I think Talia's whole plan, like it's just uh it's something we need a bigger action, some kind of B plot or C plot story, which is what that is, and it's really fun. But the core of the whole story is this introduction of Damien as Bruce's son. Hence, Batman and Son. For me, I hate Damien. Oh my gosh, I hate Damien. I think He is worse than Jason Todd and people that were reading Jason Todd in the eighties hated Jason Todd (laughs) (laughs) in reading back. Now I find Damien so much worse than Jason Todd initially. What were your thoughts of Damien as this chapter closed?
1: Couldn't stand it. Was glad he was dead. Although as comic book knowledge knows, (laughs) you knew better. yeah, I knew better. You know, you knock the Joker off the side of a building into a tank full of piranhas. We're going to see Joker back in six months. So it's it was one of those things like, all right, where where's the story going to go? But at least for the time being, all right, Tim's going to get out of the you know Batcave hospital, put the Robin tights back on and fight crime with Batman as usual. But I, I knew in the back of my mind, it's only a matter of time until... Damien resurfaces and then where where does that thrust. So I absolutely hated Damien just from the story, like I said in the beginning. I shelved this book right after I read it, never read it again. Um, I loved, you know, I love the action figures from the line. I think they're really cool. And I love Andy Kubert's art, so I'd pick it out every now and then and thumb through it. But it wasn't until the new fifty two that the tides started shifting and then I felt like a bad tim drake fan and we can get to that later if you if you want to
0: well i want to talk about i do as much as i hate him i want to talk about damien because hmm. the the reason so when you, i asked you to if you'd want to be on said go ahead and choose a story and you came back with this one and i said i was surprised obviously <laughs> and uh, you're like damn it <laughs> da- ah! no um, because overall i do like i like this story I think it's a lot of fun i think it's the least grant morrison of the grant morrison run yes I would um, agree. and i think that's why i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i, th- I think and not verbatim but you said something along the lines of this was a story about a character that eventually you kind that grew on you that you right. had the same feelings as as i did and many of us did of we don't like this character dc kind of said tough because he's sticking around and then the- they they made an evolution of him to where I don't know if you ended up saying that you liked him or respected it. Talk about that of what happened to get you a little more on the side of Damien. So
1: I, like a lot of fans do, we will rage quit. I rage quit during <laughs> night during nightfall because I didn't want to uh-huh. see Azrael as Batman. That was dumb. And then yep. there was this back in the nineties, there was this cartoon show called Batman: The Animated Series. Oh, and I've what heard of it. A, what ended up happening was there was a comic book companion to go along with that. And I thought, well, you know what? I'll just read this instead. I get Bruce Wayne as Batman. I get Tim Drake as well. At that time would have been Dick Grayson, but I get Bruce Wayne as Batman. That's my Batman fix with this. I kind of dipped back out of comics again. Again, I was playing in a lot of bands and stuff like that, trying to be a rocker. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be until the Arkham games, Came out that Paul Dini was writing the Arkham City tie in comic. So I went back to my shop and I was only just there to buy the Arkham comics so I could, you know, get more insight to the game because I'm still a Batman fan, but I'm not actively reading Batman comics. Yeah. Guy at the shop says, Hey, there's this thing called Flashpoint that's getting ready to start. I'm like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> so I bought all four issues of the Arkham tie in comic, loved it. The game came out, played it. At the same time, the last issue of Flashpoint was out, and he was like, if you're thinking about hopping on DC Comics again, he's like, You've been coming in four months in a row buying this. He's like, This is the this is the window. He's like, things are gonna change, but this is the this is ground zero. So I bought the flashpoint issue and I was like, Oh, it had me tied in, Thomas Wayne, Batman and all that stuff. And then I saw all the solicits for all the books coming out, and there was a batman and robin book and i'm like oh god it's damien you know right off the bat and then i was like well where's tim drake in his cool red robin costume Mm
0: -hmm. why does he
1: have wings that's a whole nother thing so i thought (laughs) i haven't been an active comic book reader where i was buying normally uh, me it was just monthly batman comics you know, if it wasn't if there wasn't a yellow cape or a blue cape in it, I didn't read it. But I was buying books in the New Fifty two like Aquaman and Superman and Green Lantern and, and all, I was actively buying thirteen or fourteen comics. So that the New Fifty two was like my golden age. And I really had liked what Pete Tomasi had been doing and he was an editor for quite a while. So I started reading Batman and Robin almost begrudgingly, like Snyder's Batman is you know, legendary now with the court of the owls was tying me in, but there was something about the relationship between Bruce and Damien in that. And at the time of the new 52 getting ready to release, I went backwards and read Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin run. And again, it was like, I don't know why I'm reading this. I hate Damien. He looked like Damien was going to die in that story at one point, but there was this cool dynamic between Dick and Damien. where I was like, all right, So when we get to the New 52 and it's Bruce and Damien, I'm like, all right, we'll see what's going on. And Tomasi starts bringing out these characteristics in Damien that I'm like, all right, I think I can get behind it. What I started finding out is I didn't like Morrison's take on Damien, a character he Uh created, but I liked him so much more from the pen of Pete Tomasi. So that's the version I really started to like where this little SOB started turning into a likable and lovable dick. <laughs> if, if, I, <laughs> if, if I could say that. So the
0: favorite it, kinds of dicks, the yeah. likable and lovable ones. <laughs> likeable, lovable. So th- that was a
1: hard thing to reconcile. And at the same time, Tim was getting completely screwed over by uh-huh. a name we shall not mention over in the Teen Titans title. And I was like, holy crap. So the only act of Robin I've got, because yes, I'm a Tim Drake fan, but my favorite DC comic book character is Robin. All of them, Tim, Carrie, Stephanie, you name it. I've got Robin stuff all over and it's varying Robin. So I'm like, all right, I'll, just, I'll give it a shot. And as the stories kept going, I'm like, this is really good. Then you get to issue where 18 in the Batman and Robin run, Mm-hmm. What happens, Morrison officially kills off Damien And I was disappointed I was like, "Oh, holy crap, Damien's gone Now what? So That was the issue, uh,
0: no dialogue issue, right? The no
1: dialogue And it, it was that issue That the best way to say that Tomasi wrote the issue But it was actually Pat Gleason telling the story through You know, mm-hmm. hey, I want this panel doing this or that That I've only cried it in a comic book twice And this was one of them and I was like, holy crap, like that issue just broke my heart. And I was like, they're making me feel for this Damien character that I'm I'm not supposed to like because I'm such a Tim Drake purist. And getting through that next mm-hmm. arc and going in through the, Al- the Batman and Robin, Alpha and Omega, where he gets the Hellbat suit and goes back and saves Damien. I was like, all right, y- you got me. So in a complete 10 year span from hating this character... Has now become my second favorite Robin
0: it only took ten years
1: it only took ten years to do it only took 10 <laughs> to 10 do years. so which is funny if you look at it now with this whole five uh-huh. g thing and all this stuff going on, Damien is now at the same precipice where Tim is mm. it, in this story It was sixteen years when Damien came in we're approaching sixteen years that Damien has been Robin isn't that kind of strange?
0: yeah, I think this this book, somebody who hasn't read Batman comics is not up or is so out of the loop on everything. You just hand them this four issue story, they'll be completely one sided. I don't right. like this Damien guy. I think that was Morrison's point. I think that's DC's point. That's how they wanted yeah. you to feel. The big picture is that it gives it gave Morrison and Peter Tomasi when he did Batman and Robin, like it gave writers a direction. Of like, we ultimately need to end this evolution of this character into somebody that you're rooting for. That's a great challenge. Yeah. So the book on its own, you don't like Damien. Eventually, you're going to like Damien, hopefully. Now, you mentioned Morrison's Batman and Robin book. I like that book, that 16-issue story. There was like, I think Morrison nailed something between the Dick Grayson, Damien relationship that nobody else did between a Batman and Damien or Bruce and Damien. Like there's just something just clicked and worked with that story. And I don't even know that it's necessarily the story itself because the highlights to me were their interactions, which I was really confused with because I'm like, I don't like Damien. What is going on? Well, and it's the, it's the juxtaposition of
1: instead of the dark and brooding dark night, you have the fun, jovial light, light night Mm-hmm. And the dark and brooding Damien mixing like the the dichotomy of the two characters have flipped in in the two. So getting to see this Batman character that would hang upside down from a gargoyle like he would as Nightwing or he would as Robin and doing backflips off of stuff and then seeing Damien stand on the same gargoyle, just like mm, you shouldn't do that, you know, mm-hmm. was I think that was kind of the ingenious thing about it. But. What got me also on that same path It it gave us Tim Drake fans Like this must have been what it was like For fans of Dick Grayson Getting to see him graduate To mm-hmm. Nightwing So at first I was resistant Like I don't want him to be Red Robin That's a stupid name Then I was like well it's kind of tied into Batman lore and Kingdom Come And all that stuff And the suit's kind of cool And it gave Tim Drake fans a a vehicle for here's your grown-up version of the same character you love. So, in a sense, I got to have two Robins for quite
0: a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's so I'm conflicted on. I know what their goal was, and by the end of liking this new Robin, but I still just to this day I don't. I could totally see that. Yeah, and I don't know. It just he just doesn't work for me in anything. And I- and I think a lot
1: of it, and I still hold true to this. I still think Tim should be the Robin. I'm like, Batman's been mm-hmm. around for 80 years, but I would like to think, I don't have kids, but if I did, my, my nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. their kids would be going to a comic shop. Hopefully they still exist. And they would be <laughs> reading the adventures of Bruce Wayne as Batman. Mm-hmm. And it would have been nice to know that those same people could have been still reading 80 years down the line, tim drake is still robin clark ken is still superman i get that you've got to change things up every now and then but i don't want to look back and go well we're on our 90th robin now so i think there's some of that to where tim drake was embodied all of the great elements of every robin Mm -hmm. and then with this story damien was the complete opposite of all of that stuff which you know a lonely place of dying that i keep raving about how important batman is to a robin or how important Robin is to Batman this story kind of for lack of a better word pardon to say it kind of pisses all over that knowledge of like I'm gonna be Robin because it's my right to be Robin yeah. it's my birthright to be Robin and one day I'm gonna be Batman and I'm gonna be a crappy going <laughs> to be a crap oh no Batman. you
0: are not <laughs> so <laughs> I woke up my cat sorry about that go back to sleep No, I think that's so. There you go. Entitlement. Oh, yes. Damn millennial. I'm kidding. No. (laughs) Um,
1: I I think it's that entitlement issue. So, at some point, you know, Morrison would say at the end of his run, the idea of Damien was to, you were supposed to hate him, supposed mm -hmm. to like him. And the time you start loving him is the time we kill him off. And he he should have stayed dead, but Damien had grown so much into the poppies by that point. Morrison gave his blessing to Tomasi like all right, if you've got a story to bring him back and chose to do it with Andy Kubert, so it's like the circle kind of came back around so yeah I'm not saying Damien's the greatest Robin since sliced bread that's going to go to Tim Drake but this story does show like how important the Tim Drake Robin character still is to Batman and what a long long road Damien had to win Mm -hmm. over anyone so yeah this this would be a hard sell to say hey this is the batman book club and i recommend you read this book it's yep. gonna be i recommend you read this book and 90 other ones because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there there's gonna be a long road but if you're in a book club and you get a book this month and you get a book next month you might be in the Grant Morrison book club for a little while. For a while. For
0: a while, yeah. And something you just said of, like, you're supposed to get basically invested, and once you start to like Damien is when he dies. It's like, yeah, if that had come off as a shock, maybe that would have been effective. But DC announced it before the issue came out that he was dying. Right. Oh, my gosh. I remember my workplace. I was at a news station working, and uh, some producer, general audience, she doesn't understand comic books, <laughs> was like, <laughs> Hey, what's this deal? Do you know Robin's gonna die? And I go, what? And she's like, yeah, it's all over on online right now, news, blah blah blah, whatever. And that Robin's gonna die. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. And then I had to pull up a chair next to her and be like, listen, you opened up this can of worms. So this is this is why this is dumb that they announcing it early this because to <laughs> it's going to totally affect <laughs> it's going to totally affect the shock value when everybody reads the issue next Wednesday. And and she couldn't have been more bored. But <laughs> but so let let's add into. I think any facet of Damien is why, I can't say any, because I just said I liked that Batman and Robin run by Morrison. And there was the the Lil' Gotham storyline with uh, yeah. Dustin Wynn, uh, which is a very lighthearted and really fun series. Uh, Damien is not a dick in that one. And if he is, he's kind of a, a light dick. Um, <laughs> not a heavy dick, a light dick. A light uh, one, yeah. A light one, yeah. Any other versions of him? So let's go to the animated movies. So Son of Batman was a loose adaptation inspired by Batman and Son. The core of that movie is the introduction of Damien and that Bruce now has a son. They carried elements like Talia and ninja bats. Right. um, And then also of Damien coming home with Bruce and becoming his son and introducing. And if this introduction of him in an animated movie is supposed to make you hate him mission accomplished (laughs) no offense to the the kid that voiced damien but i could not stand his voice it was a shrieking shrill of annoying and i'm like oh this just further if damien's involved in something i really lowers my excitement about three notches at least (laughs) so what do you think of the son of batman inspired by take adaptation
1: it was okay i typically ryan always makes fun of me like you could put a batman thing in front of me and generally i'm gonna go oh i enjoyed it batman and robin oh not so bad the movie you know george <laughs> clooney chris o'donnell no. sure why not it's um, a hoot <laughs> okay not really but like <laughs> I, I knew what it was trying to do but it's further like they've got nightwing in the role of where Tim should be. I'm like, whoa, well, time out! Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity to bring Tim Drake into the story, which they have yet to do at all in any of these. So, Damien even though he might be my quote unquote second favorite Robin, he is still the one potentially standing in the way of bringing Tim to the spotlight of hey. Tim is an important character, which I think they had to do a shake-up with Tim in the pages of Young Justice to say, hey, this Tim Drake character is still out there. So it, it was okay, but the movie really started to take some drastic turns where I'm like, like you said, it's inspired by loosely, like thematic elements are there, but they wrote their own story that they were telling. This is their own New 52 animated universe, so they're going to do whatever they want with it. So... It is what it is I still come back to I'm still a Robin fan I've got the little mm-hmm. I bought the deluxe box set That came with a little Damian Wayne miniature figure From the movie I'm currently holding in my <laughs> hand So uh, it, it was okay Because I'm still As much as DC wants to Distance themselves From having a Batman and Robin Acting together I'm still like Any chance that R is out there Is still Shining a yeah. light on some Robin Even if it's not Probably the best Robin To shine that light on
0: yeah, and I understand that because I I don't understand it's Batman solo or Batman and all of the supporting characters, right? Like Batman and family. It's it's not like can't it be Batman or Batman and Robin? And I mean, if I ask, say, if I ask my my uh, fiance about Robin, I don't know that she could even name a Robin and then once i would blow her mind and say oh no there's there's been multiple robins i think she'd be like oh my god okay like i don't care <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's weird to me that i mean technically how many robins uh
1: there've been five principal robins in dick jason tim Damien, and then if you count Carrie. stephanie oh. uh for a in continuity stephanie brown for a two month period which mm-hmm. you know she quote unquote, gets killed off in a story. Not really um, yeah, in comics. war games. And then you throw in Carrie Kelly from The Dark Knight Returns. And he, he, Tomasi even brought her in just as a cameo in the Batman and Robin story where her and Damien, like she was Damien's tutor uh, partner for school, you know, all that stuff, yeah. which I thought was a little nod. So five Damien's or five Damien's. <laughs> no, please. God, no. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, five principal robins and then you can get into else worlds worth with, with yeah. Helena Wayne of Earth 2 and all that stuff so Meh. five five main do. yeah five main robins and i i'm afraid like we get to 5g there could be a sixth robin like damian's going to quit being robin and and be something else and that'll be disappointing yeah. like i wanted the story to stop like tim drake is the last robin forever period end of story yeah okay Tim's not, he's going to be his own thing. Well then like him or love him. I would like Damien to be the last Robin that people from 500 years from now are going to say, Oh, Hey, that's Damien. Wayne as Robin rather than 500 years from now. He's just Robin six hundred and ninety three, and none of them end up meaning anything. I think rather than have all these bat family titles out there, not titles out there, but like you said, Batman solo or everybody together, I think a good solid Batman and Robin, or Batman and Robin's plural, like every month, Bruce is just teaming up with a former Robin or the current Robin. I think mm-hmm. it would be a, a grand idea. I just saw James Tiny Brilliant, and... brilliant
0: <laughs> bastard. <laughs> uh it's James their new is... Batman Brave and the Bold. It's uh, uh Yeah, I, th- the, I think the that. The green be... and the gold. Or... Yeah, I think that would be a great idea
1: to have. You don't have a Batman and Robin title, one that encompasses all of them. You can do these story arcs that cross over back and forth. I know we're getting way mm-hmm. off topic, but hey, a guy can dream, right?
0: So Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I remember in reading and thinking, okay, he will become Robin when that hit me. I'm like, ugh, already? But, and I I think all of us, us nerds will think that. Like if this 5G and there's a different Batman that's not Bruce Wayne, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, already? Which... Mm-hmm. There's more of a point there because it did happen in 2015, and then right. before that was uh, Snyder's Black Mirror run, where Dick Grayson—or no, we could call it Morrison's Final Crisis—because he's the one who did it. Which was, you know, five plus years before that, and then before, the, and like it traces back that I don't know what the deal is. Of Dick Grayson was Robin for 40 plus years, so in 40, however many years, there was one Robin. It was Dick Grayson. The past 30 years. 35 years. Yeah. Five. Like, when you look, put it in that kind of scope, like, when you break it down like that, it's like, well, what is this ridiculous idea that we need to have so many freaking changes? Like, and when I know that, okay, but there's this whole line of comics that have Tim as Tim as Robin, and there's this one with Tim as Robin, and this one is Tim as Robin, and then over here, there's this much with Damien, this much with Damien, this much with Damien, but it's like, something about it is making it seem much more sudden than it really is. And I think that I think for a majority of people it, it is kind of a turnoff Yeah. And that's what Damien was for me of like at that point in realizing he's gonna be a Robin, be like, there's nothing to root on this character for. Like, I don't like this at all. Get rid of Well sorry, they didn't get rid of Tim Drake as Robin. He became a red robin. Right. And then inserting this this little bastard in as the Robin or Batman's number one sidekick. And it's like, you know, (laughs) you know, and pairing that
1: around, like I I purposely like chose this. Like I'm sure everybody's picking stuff on the show so far that, Oh my gosh, I love this thing. I wanted to give us a little something to talk about, but I think had we talked about a lonely place of dying, maybe we'll have to do that at a later time. There was such a long game But it wasn't the long game like Morrison was trying to play. Like, we're going to make you hate this character and learn to love this character by the end, Mm -hmm. hopefully. You kind of already put your readers in the backseat of like, I don't like this guy. Maybe I'm just not even going to read this book. Jumping back, you know, 20 some years prior when Tim gets on the scene, you were rooting for this kid from day one. And the kid, Tim, was not looking at being Robin he wanted dick to be robin like you've got to be robin again so batman can get out of his funk and when dick was like no kid i've moved on then tim says if you're not going to be robin somebody's got to be robin and i'm doing this for batman i'm not doing it for me this story is damien says i'm doing this for me and screw you
0: yeah there was, Which is a weird yeah, way for like, me again, to say
1: hey i want to read this book
0: <laughs> read it let's talk about this book so, I think, like to just like in wrapping up of Batman and son it I think it accomplished all goals that those behind those creating it set, looking in the the big picture and the direction they were heading. I think that they did accomplish all that they wanted to, and where I ended up feeling about Damien as opposed to how I started feeling about him, yes, better, but overall, he's still just a character that. I'll kind of actively avoid. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you chose Batman and Son because it does have a little bit of... Uh, it's got fun memories for me because, like I said, it was the first book that got me back regularly into Batman comics. So these... The excitement of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And getting to the comic shop when that next issue... Uh, comes in and then being like what he threw tim drake off a tyrannosaurus (laughs) rex (laughs) tim can't be dead and caught into that like that was fun and like there was some joy in the story and then also everything having to do with the ninja bats were was great i loved the i loved the art with andy kubert and like i said it's probably up there in that long run this is probably my favorite uh story arc in morrison's run cuz he's a little bit more sane in telling yeah. his story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get totally crazy bonkers till
1: you know, about the midway point he's still testing those waters. And this is this story too has that spot of like I was testing the waters of it's been a while since I've been a comic reader, mm-hmm. so I bought this and one or two other trades at that time and it wasn't like I said till the new 52 where I came back in to where the new 52 made me go I really miss what was happening previously. And the new 52 made me go back and start collecting all the stuff Mm -hmm. that I had missed previously. So yeah, this is right up there in my Batman, you know, book club of the month issue. I don't know if it'd be one of the first things I would have somebody read, but knowing where this sets in, um, I I think is, is good for, Hey, I want to read something crazy and fun. This is what Grant Morrison was doing at yeah. the time. And also I'd be lying if I said it is Robin's 80th anniversary. There is a book that we're doing with this book club that does have two Robins in it. And uh, for people to go, why do people hate Damian Wayne so much? Well, here you go. Here, here's the reason why. And <laughs> there's four it, chapters worth <laughs> and being the Tim Drake fan, it really points to why people still like Tim Drake. Cause when Tim gets kicked off that dinosaur, everybody was like, Oh no, you didn't, you did not do that yeah. to our Robin.
0: And thoughts. I mean, no matter your thoughts on the, on the story itself, it does sit as a, as a significant story in Batman's history of this is the introduction of Damian Wayne. Yeah. Just like you'd said of prior to a lonely place of dying was Batman year three tim drake's introduction
1: yes okay Uh, tim appears in one panel much like damien does here yeah um, to where he's tim is in the circus the night that dick's parents die okay so
0: that's what i thought i can always see the covers of year three in my head but i can never remember exactly what happened in the story which is Um, a
1: sorely underrated book my gosh year three anyway
0: (laughs) so in batman and son do you have a these can be the same or they can be different. do you have a favorite a favorite part, and then do you have a favorite panel?
1: Yes, and they are both in the same and I'm flipping to it right now. It is actually the Damien and Tim fight um hmm. i I love the I'm trying to think the chapter three that that cover which i that would be I have the trade so this would be six fifty six I think Seven. Or seven, yeah. It's got Damien jumping up in the air, Bruce, a Batman blocking it with his gauntlet, and it's got uh, Tim off to the side holding the Batarang. I love that cover, uh, Andy Kubert's drawing. But the panel that I really like, and I'm trying to go to it really quick, is where Tim is landing uh, after coming off the top of, after the head getting thrown mm-hmm. to... Uh, Tim with the grenade in it And Tim does a backflip off The series of panels of Tim Coming from the very top of the catwalk yeah. And then like those ghost panels Of showing action where Tim is doing The superhero landing is just a beautiful set of panels That huge cape is uh, sprawled out I think is really really cool
0: And the and, skin uh, off, that, off that T-Rex is starting to fall off And you're seeing the mechanics underneath Yeah yeah I think that's <laughs> <laughs> That's just cool now, if we were Uber nerds, we'd be like, "So, I think what Andy Hubert was trying to say here, by the uh, by, the skin of the T Rex falling off, was that Bruce's uh, take on life was starting to deteriorate as well." And
1: uh, see, what you happen here is the the skeleton of a tail <laughs> was is swinging back to the side to show the pendulum, of <laughs> Bruce. Anyway, sorry, sorry,
0: bad. <laughs> that's actually uh, exactly what he was trying to say. So, um, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, that's, I think my, that's my favorite panel. My favorite part is the uh, Batman versus Ninja Bats. Mm. I know yeah. technically I think everybody says Ninja Man Bats, but I just like one word. Ninja Bats. Ninja Bats, Um yeah. I like that whole fight because, as we said earlier, of, like, the pacing of it, and it was kind of chaotic, but also fun to, like, shoot, 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 shoot. Like, my eyes just flying all over the place to read and, and look. But my favorite panel is definitely that page of at the very beginning of the whole story of Joker holding the fake Batman in the crowbar. Cause it just, it, it, gosh, it looks so good in the, the Joker helicopter in the background was such a like fifties nod to me. Mm-hmm. It, it, but then it's kind of like, Oh, but, but a Joker copter that has a whole bunch of kids hanging by a rope. That wouldn't be in a fifties comic. Oh. Right, and then right. I just know like the, the surprise, to me of like flipping to this page and seeing like, man, he's beating the hell out of Batman. Like, oh my gosh. And I just think that whole page just looks, oh, that looks so good.
1: Now you want to do a little weird, like alternate trippy, weird time universe.
0: Do-load-
1: Andy Kubert <laughs> ended up doing a Damien son of Batman comic book that goes <laughs> back to this moment of the Joker beating Batman with the crowbar and it is actually Bruce Wayne and the Joker dies at the hands of uh, or yeah yeah Batman dies at the hands of the Joker in a massive explosion which ends up leaving Damien now to become Robin in the Batman 666 universe huh. so Kubert Q- went back and revisits like the opening panel of that book, is is that? And it, actually, excuse me. It, it's uh, Dick Grayson as Batman, not Bruce. I misspoke there. So Dick hmm. ends up getting killed, and Bruce is old and uh, decrepit at the at the time. So, yeah. Wait, but Kubert revisits that and puts a little different spin on it. The story isn't doesn't wind up landing as well, but he does piggyback on this moment from Morrison.
0: Damien, son of Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember actually, I had the first. I got the first issue of that, and for, something happened to where, yeah, see that? After i have just gone on and on about this kid, I was such an OCD that, like, this is a new series, I still have to read it, I still <laughs> have to get it, even though I yeah. don't like, it's called Damien, no yeah. surprises, it's about Damien, and yet I was like, I have to get it, but I don't remember what happened that I couldn't read or get the, the rest of the series, but I think it's on DC Universe, so, go figure, yeah. DC Universe, Go figure, yeah. So, hey, Batman and Son, there it is. Yeah. Over an Tip. hour talking about four issues, <laughs> half of that is my anger about one particular character.
1: I'm sorry to do that on but, my first uh, trip to the Batman no. book club to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to reevaluate if I ask you back on, Rob Myers, okay?
1: Yeah, I, okay. I promise if you do, we will have a much better time on the, on the next <laughs> one. No,
0: no, no. No, this was good because I think – because I put more thought into it discussing it with you than I had ever before, I think, of what bugged me and yet still kind of what I respect about, about the inclusion of Damien as a character. There, There is a point, and I get it, and some people agree with that point. Some people it totally worked on. I'm one that it just kind of didn't because mm-hmm. he will make, instead of me, like freeingly throw my money at this whatever batman thing damien being in it will make me kind of hesitate for a fraction of a second yeah and then i'll still throw my money but that <laughs> effect he has on me even though i know where he's ended up and i'm still like Ugh, this has damien in it so <laughs> i
1: don't and think I i'm think... alone
0: i don't think you're alone no. so it's no, like no, no. it's it's good to i'm glad i talked about my issues with damien wayne And now, uh, our look at
1: Damian Wayne. Now, I think this is one of those... The Damian Wayne counseling session. I think this is one of those things as fans that... It's like we can all agree we all love Batman. We like the whole Batman universe, but there's segments where some people are like, oh, it's just fanboys being fanboys. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you're not a purist or whatever. We all have our sensibilities, but this Batman universe is so large. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, you don't like this thing? Well, if we just turn the chair a little bit over here, we can find something that we both can like together. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, Batman's in it and Batman's pretty badass. So... Mm -hmm. He's kicking ninja bats in the yeah. face. So that's awesome.
0: This is a book that initially I would have said probably, like, I don't know that you should read it, to like, oh, yeah, definitely read it. It is fun. Even though yeah. you have a character that you will despise, <laughs> it still is a fun book. So an important yeah. chapter in Batman's history and also just an overall fun read. So Cool. This has been a blast, man. It has. And you know what? Thanks for picking this book. It will go on the shelf and I will not read it again for 10 years. <laughs> and then I'll look up on eBay how much I can sell the, the single issues in which by that time it won't be worth anything.
1: Yeah. But I think whatever. right now Damien's first appearance is fetching anywhere from 60 to 90 bucks depending on uh, quality and condition. So
0: there, I'll sell there, it. There you go. I don't know how many times I read it. Like I might have read it a lot because that was also a phase of like, okay, read it. Uh, yeah. First got it, and then a new issue comes out. I have to reread each issue before it. So I read yep. it like every single month. And yes. then when I was doing that for the whole Morrison run, especially by RIP, of I'm going to read all the issues up to that because I don't know what the hell's going on. And surely, if I read <laughs> everything, I'll understand what's going on. No, you that won't. was a waste of time. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: I read R.I.P. on the way to our uh, 10-year anniversary to the Dominican public. I read all of R.I.P. on the plane there and back, and I went like, what the hell is going on
0: in this book? <laughs> and I've and I read it twice over a five-day span. <laughs> there you go. Like, I, I don't remember. Is Damien even in R.I.P.? Uh, l- uh, Towards the tail end of it. And I like that book less than I like Batman and Son. Oh, wow. A book where he is a major character. Yeah, because of that whole, like, I... by now I've read it enough I tried to make myself understand it and like it and I got to a point like I just don't think I like the story yeah I like the Joker but everything else I get what you're going for man but I don't like it so hey Rob Myers you got some things to plug before we scoot on out of here
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you just want to talk uh, just music or comics in general. You can find me at Twitter at drummer Rob 10. If you'd like to follow my two podcasts. Now uh, the primary one is Robin. Everyone loves the Drake. And I have a, everyone loves theme going on here. So the second podcast is everyone loves young justice. And we're looking at Tim Drake in a group setting in young justice. And if I do a third podcast, then it'll be Tim Drake in the teen Titans. So there's a Tim Drake theme going on with me, but uh, you can find a, uh, Our two shows at ELTD Podcast that's Everyone Loves the Drake and then E L Y J Podcast on Twitter for Everyone Loves Young Justice.
0: I also totally appreciate when you take us all inside of your Batcave with all of your figures that you that you own and all of your collections and the recent ones that you've added of this new of this DC multiverse with the Batgirl and Nightwing. Um, The Batman Who Laughs hmm and they yeah. hey collect to build the batmobile yeah which that's how they get I, you
1: that's how they get you and i thought yeah. it was dumb like where's the build to figure out and i put the batmobile together last night my mom or my mom my wife's like you're four aren't you i'm like well, "It's a batmobile it's pretty
0: cool <laughs> i have to get all of them so i can build the batmobile okay it doesn't work as i said at the top of the show rob Myers, robin everyone loves the drake follow it it's fun especially in this uh this spotlight year for Robin, the character itself you're going to do some fun things
1: yeah and if you're listening out there folks you may hear a voice from this show not mine on oh. an 80th anniversary show hmm, i wonder who that'll be oh my, <laughs> this is, oh my gosh it's me it'll be eric holtzman oh eric holtzman yeah of course, <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> oh man well thank you sir for being on i appreciate it and we'll have you back on, we, me, will have you back on in the future and uh, we'll tackle another story that I'm sure will include Robin of some sort. Definitely. And to you, listener, you can make sure that you follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at the BC. Also, you can email for, like I said, questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or anything Batman at all at TheBatmanBC at gmail.com. Or you could keep it simple and just follow me on Twitter, at flower underscore Ryan. Flower spelled like lower. So, until next time, think about Damien? Or how you'd like to kill him? Or maybe not. (laughs) Or maybe not, no. I'll talk to you soon.